Welcome to Amplify Humanity, an original podcast from Portionality Media. I am your host doing the most, Portia Williams-Gates, founder and CEO of Portionality Media, LLC. Join us as we delve into community conversations that spotlight the issues and share good news for the collective. For more Portionality Media, make sure you follow us over on social media at Portionality Media and go visit our website, www.portionality.com and make sure you subscribe to our newsletter to never miss a thing. This is the Amplify Humanity Podcast. Welcome to our sounding board. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's Portia. So glad that you're here. Let me just take a moment and say thank you to everyone who tunes into this podcast. We're so glad you're here. Like when I tell you we're so glad you're here, thank you so much just for taking time out of your day, whether you are driving and listening, whether you are cleaning and listening, whether you are uh, joining us in the morning, whether you're in the evening, whatever time that you are tuning in, we are so grateful and thankful for your presence. Um, Please remember to uh, continue to subscribe. Make sure you continue to um, give us a rating. If you have not rated us, give us five stars because you love us. (laughs) And be sure to tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend about this podcast and to share it with someone, right? Um, So we're just really grateful for you tuning in. If you have not done so, please make sure you are subscribed to The Sounding Board, our newsletter, which is found on our website, www.portionality.com. Sign up for The Sounding Board newsletter so you never miss an update so you can know about when our podcast released or when we have some upcoming great projects happening and you'll hear it there first. So for instance, this is going to be a podcast exclusive, what I'm getting ready to say right now. For instance, um, when we launch our masterclass, um, you will be able to get the details of that there. When we launch our podcasting course, you can get the information for that there. And for when we launch our coaching program, <laughs> when we launch that coaching program, you will be able to get that information as well, because we know that there are so many questions out there about how do I start a podcast? Portia, what do I need? Portia, what do I do? Portia, how do I do this? Portia, how long is it going to take me to do this? Y'all ask me so many questions and I want to be able to give you the support that you need. And so there are three ways that you can get that support depending on the level of support that you need. And so if you're like, I have no idea what I am doing and I need someone to journey with me and to walk with me all the way through from ideation all the way through my launch and even support me after the launch, the coaching program is going to be for you. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to want that because as a group, as a cohort, you all will have access to me and you will actually be able to be live with me and so um, we will be able to give you the support you need for your podcast the masterclass that will also be live um, and that is a good way for you to get your feet wet to know what you need to get started and then our course which will also launch um, in the days in the future to come is good for people who you know you really like self-paced study and you like something more self-paced um, at your pace and at your time you can purchase that when that is available so that's why you have to sign up for the newsletter to make sure you hear that first and I'll be so excited to join you but as for today's show I'm so excited um, to share um, as we've been in this series of authentic storytelling 
Um, there's just a few things I want to be able um, to share, just even with my own journey. And so one of the things about authentic storytelling as we continue to expand our creative capacity as podcasters, as creatives, one of the things that I have learned that I've needed to do over time was to accept affirmation from other people. One of the things that helps us to be better storytellers is to believe the stories that are told about us. So when people affirm us, right, when people tell us like how amazing we are or how great of a job we've done or just want to pour into us, we should accept that and we should allow ourselves to say thank you. One of the things that I realize that sometimes I do is I will be like, oh, no, that's not me. Oh, no. Like, you know, no. Or, you know, I'll downplay it. But one thing I have learned that has made me become more confident in my voice is to actually accept a compliment. Sometimes we don't know how to accept compliments because we just want to be humble. And I'm not saying that when you accept a compliment, you're not humble because you can still be humble and accept a compliment, except when people want to share wonderful things about you, about how you've blessed them, about how you've been uh, a great person in their lives or how they appreciate what you've given and what you've poured, uh, poured out. Right. So say thank you, right? We can become more authentic when we learn how to say thank you, give gratitude when people tell us things about us, when they pour into us. So that's one of my things that I just want to share with you all is learning how to believe what people say about you when it's a compliment, right? To say thank you, to believe it. If people are telling you that you are awesome, that you have blessed them, that you have um, shared something with them that has really, really touched their lives, say thank you and believe it, right? I, I think it's okay to believe that people aren't just trying to, you know, be all smoke and mirrors, right? That people genuinely and authentically are trying to encourage us. And as we are becoming more authentic in our voice, and crafting an authentic voice, we need to say thank you to that. So whatever it is that you are creating, whatever it is that you are speaking, whatever it is that you are doing, the way of authenticity is to continue to believe the true stories about you. Okay? Okay. So one of the things that I have been enjoying and in pop culture has been one of my new favorite movies, which is The Woman King starring Viola Davis. I'm really, really enjoying this movie. And let me tell you why. So this film is to talk about um, the women warriors of a kingdom in Africa, um, which is now modern day Benin. Um, and these women are so powerful, right? The Dora Milaje of Black Panther, right, that we saw back in 2018 were uh, modeled after these women. And these women, a powerful all-woman team of warriors fought for their kingdom. They fought for their village, for their tribe, and they are 
absolutely incredible in just the way that they show up for their king and the way that they show up for each other, the sisterhood, the the power of storytelling amongst one another as to why they do what they do and why they um why they must fight and why they continue to um just show up in full woman empowerment. Now, there are some problematic things, um, not necessarily with the film, but within history, right? We do know that there have been some uh, African nations and African villages that did um, capture prisoners and capture people for the slave trade. Now, that's a part of the narrative that we all don't like, but it's true, right? There are some tribes, some nations that did sell off people who were prisoners or captives in the community and sold them off for their own goods um, in the slave trade. Now, that being said, there was a moment in the film where uh, Viola Davis actually decides to disobey her king when she realizes that the king saw the people kind of as a commodity for his own kingdom rather than just seeing people as people. And so there was this, this, this character development and this growth as people are actually people and to see people's humanity and to understand that everybody in the village is worth saving, that no casualties will be left behind. And so I love that about Viola Davis's character, that she realizes and comes to reckon with her full humanity that no, if someone was captured, let's not just let them be sold off, but actually let's go get them, right? Let's go back and get one another. Let's go and get our sisters. Let's go get our warriors. Let's go get our tribal members. Let's go get our people. And the king was participating in empire. He was participating in the trade for, you know, for money. And as we consider empire, we also have to understand that sometimes some kingdoms, even in Africa, in the West African nations, did sell people off. And when we tell the narrative, we have to tell the whole story. And so I appreciate the directors not uh, shying away from this narrative of the fact that there were people and there were tribes and kingdoms that sold off you know, persons of the community into the slave trade. It happened. And it happened a lot more popular than we actually like to name. And so that's why I like the woman king. I like the, you know, I like the sisterhood and I love that. But I also like the fact that we're not shying away from the truth of that some nations did sell off people, right? It wasn't just simply, oh, well, white people invaded and they captured the people. Well, yes, they did. And in addition to that, people were also being sold off by the village. So there's multiple things that happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just think whiteness is a problem, you know, globally, like white supremacy is a global issue and whiteness in general is a problem around the nation, around the world. Um, but I also think this is a piece that that needs to be a calling. And this is going to be real unpopular, but there there's there's a, a repentance that I think that Africa, West Africa owes to black folk in America. That's just my personal opinion. 
Everybody might not agree with that, but I do think that there is at some point we got to be real about who was participating in the slave trade and who was at stake and who was a casualty in that process. So I think we have to be honest about that. And I do think that African-Americans are owed an apology (laughs) from everybody, like literally everybody, literally everybody, African-Americans and Caribbean Americans and Brazilian Americans and South American Americans um, of color in particular of the diaspora. um, I really think we all deserve an apology from Brazil to the United States to Jamaica to Haiti to Puerto Rico to Dominican Republic, um, you know, even Mexico. Like, I think everybody deserves Canada, too. Um, I think we deserve an apology. And I'm just naming some spots like there's there's more. Right. Because at the end of the day, people were enslaved by the Dutch, the Spanish, the British, the French the Italians, we can call the, we can call the whole role, right? We can go down the list and it was real, right? And we can't shy away from that story. And there will be people to try to convince us that that story is not real. That will try to convince us that the slave trade doesn't matter, that we don't need to talk about it, but we do. Because the slave trade has so much impact even to this very day. So that's why we need to continue to talk about it, right? Um, and not just talk about it during Black History Month. And the reason why I think it's so important to talk about the slave trade is because it is also Latinx Hispanic Heritage Month. And a lot of Africans were brought to these places where there are indigenous people And the indigenous people of various countries, such as the Dominican Republic, such as Puerto Rico, um, you know, Tainos, when you think about Mexico, when you think about um, like Peru and Chile and, you know, Colombia, when you think of um, Costa Rica, when you think of Nicaragua, when you think of Panama, when you think of Belize, like when you think of these nations, these countries, you know, you got to also remember there was indigenous people living here before white European invasion. And they brought Africans to these places too. And so I need people to remember the indigenous persons, the indigenous people of the Latin countries, right? Of South America, of Central America, of the Caribbean. I need us to remember because they survived some very terrible things when the white European invasion came. And we got to be real about that. And so when I talk about, as an African-American living in America, when I talk about the slave trade, when I talk about, you know, white supremacy, 
and white supremacy being global, I also understand this is why I cannot separate myself from, you know, my brown brothers and sisters, because we were all impacted by white, British, Italian, French invasion, imperialism. We all experienced that in some capacity. And I think that's why we have so many mixed emotions and feelings when we see things like the queen's funeral and the queen dying. Uh, The queen of England is specifically who I'm speaking of. Like people feel a way about this because we understand the history and the world deserves an apology. And so for Latinx Heritage Month, I'm like, we need to be issuing out apologies to the indigenous persons whose land was stolen by white invasion like really and you got to start there because there's a rich history and a rich culture rich history and rich culture that our brown brothers and sisters of the latinx community um afro-latinos afro-latinas and latinas and latinos in general give to the world and we have to we, we have to be real about their contributions to this world. And I'm going to be real. You cannot have a world that flourishes without brown people, Latin people, and black people, and indigenous people, and Asian people, right? You, you have to really give credit to, quote, unquote, the minority group. And so I want to continue to uplift the work of Latinas and Latinos who have done amazing work in our communities, who have done amazing work around the world, and to continue to share that. And in the spirit of that, um, as we know, Hurricane Fiona has come through the, the Caribbean and has impacted Puerto Rico again and has impacted the Dominican Republic This is what I'm talking about, right? Puerto Rico had 100% power outage on the island. And the queen's funeral was on every news station, but people weren't talking about Puerto Rico. Why are we talking about Puerto Rico? Why are we not talking about, you know, what's happening? People are literally dying. People are without power. People are without food. Flooding has has taken over. Why are we only talking about the queen? Where is the aid and where is the help to Puerto Rico? Where is the outcry? Where is the outcry for what's happening in the DR? What is the outcry? Hello, somebody. Where is the outcry to even what happened to Haiti? I refuse for something to happen to Puerto Rico and aid is not done immediately. That upsets me so much because we have had so many gifts and talents and contributions from Puerto Ricans in this American nation. And we have to recognize the full humanity of people from Puerto Rico, like poor play period, poor play period. And I'm tired of how America continues to dehumanize people from Puerto Rico and the country of Puerto Rico and the, the, the territory, I guess I should say officially, a territory, the territory of Puerto Rico because it's a U.S. territory, 
right? But the nation of Puerto Rico, I'm tired of people treating people from Puerto Rico just any old kind of way. I'm tired of the United States not responding to Puerto Rico's needs immediately. I'm tired of it. And it's frustrating. We need to treat Puerto Rico better. We need to recognize the full citizenship and humanity of Puerto Rico. Point blank, period. That's what I got to say about that. That's what I got to say about that. Like, I'm, I'm tired of heads of state to continuously treat Puerto Rico as a, you know, third class country or something like what? That frustrates me if you can't tell, but, um, I'm gonna get up off my high horse, um, and just say that when we want to continue to cultivate our authentic voice, these are the things, right? To say the things that aren't popular, to say the things that are a little risky and to say the things that genuinely need to be said. And yeah, that's what I got to say. You know, we got to do better. We really have to do better. And we have to treat people with the fullness of their humanity. And that is not always happening. It's not always happening in the way that it needs to. So, but that's it for me today, y'all. I hope that you all have an amazing, amazing, incredible rest of your day. An amazing and incredible rest of your week. And um, I love y'all so much. Make sure you are subscribed to The Sounding Board, our newsletter. Make sure you are following us wherever you are on social media at Portionality Media. We're so excited to be in conversation dialogue with you and to continue to support you in the ways that you need. So make sure you hit us up at contact at Portionality.com. We love to hear from you. Take good care, everybody. That's our show, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Amplify Humanity podcast. For more Amplify Humanity of all things with Portionality Media, make sure you go over to our website, www.portionality.com. You can also follow us over at Portionality Media on all your social platforms. Find us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and more. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, The Sounding Board, to never miss an update. Y'all catching the trend? I'm so serious, y'all. Never miss an update. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to your podcast so that you can always, what? Never miss an update. Take care and see you next time, y'all.